Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Calvary Live. Coming to you live from the studios here at Grace FM. Of course, during the month of October, you heard quite a few... uh, Encore presentations, because I was on an extended time away of refreshment uh, and relaxation with my wife that was well long overdue, but I'm back, and I'm great. And, and so here's my, here's my response. It was great to be away, and it's great to be back, and it's great just to be wherever the Lord wants you to be. And that's an important key that you need to adapt into your life, that you want to be exactly where the Lord wants you to be. You, you want that in life. You want that in relationships. You want that in a church family. You want that if you need a vacation and need some time away. Be obedient to the Lord uh, and be where you need to be. So I, for the last few weeks, I've been where I needed to be. Uh, the Lord has blessed that, but now I am back. And of course, this will play some encore in the future uh, as well, but that's the way it goes. We like to keep the hosts on the same days, uh, which is why we do that. Uh, but perhaps uh, the Lord has used that time in, in your life uh, to play some shows that you heard before, or you know, sometimes with the encores, you didn't even know it wasn't a live show. Uh, you're just listening to the program, and that's a good thing, because we don't remember everything, uh, and especially don't remember everything the way we thought we did. So good to be back with you. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church, uh, where Grace FM originates, uh, and we are on around the country. I want to welcome everyone listening on the Radio by Grace Network, 73 stations from Alabama to Wyoming, Living Waters in Corpus Christi, Texas, Higher Rock Radios in Meridian, Idaho, Truth FM, Tennessee, North Carolina, Georgia, South Carolina, Hope FM, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Maryland, and of course, Grace FM, Colorado, Colorado, Denver, Colorado Springs, up into Cheyenne, Wyoming. Uh, even some, we get some reports that the signal gets strong in Nebraska. So uh, we welcome you to the program. And here's the way it works. Uh, we have two ways that you can be on the show. One is to call, and that's the way it should be, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. That's, the way, that's really how the show works. Uh, we discuss things on the air, uh, and that, that helps to have a dialogue. And, and the, just by way of reminder, the heart behind this show is not your typical Bible Answer Man show, although we do answer questions using the word. Uh, the, the heart behind this show is that we are talking to a pastor as if he, you know, after a service, and not behind the pulpit, but out in front, uh, outside of the pulpit, where you're just talking to a pastor, talking to a pastor about life, talking to a pastor about the questions that you have and things that are 
going on in your life uh, and praying together. And that can't happen. I mean, you, it can't happen as effective if we're not on the phone together. So call me, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number. And then you can text us. And this text is 24 hours, seven day a week, um, available for your prayer request, and it's open for this show in particular, 720-336-0897, 720-336-0897. That's a texting only. But again, phone lines are wide open. This is the time to call, 303-690-3000. Uh, and looking forward to your phone calls. Um, here's a text that says, so glad you're back. Uh, and we are too. So thanks for texting. We are grateful to be back. Uh, the Lord used our time together. <clears throat> We've been planning to get away for a while, but after the death of our son, we had to put it off, uh, and we kept delaying it and delaying it. Uh, but this this year, the Lord said, do it. And I am grateful to have my wife in my life, and any church would want a pastor that loves his wife, serves his wife, enjoys his wife, and Calvary Church here in Aurora has such a pastor. Let me just say this. Calvary Church in Aurora has such pastors and men and women uh, that are married, that love their spouse, that pour into each other, that get the time away and seek the Lord together. So grateful to be back, but it was also good to be away. 303-690-3000 is the number. I see the phone calls are lighting up. So welcome back and love to hear from you. 303-690-3000. We are back in the book of Genesis tonight. Uh, We're going to pick up right where we left off before I left, Genesis chapter 43. So come on out tonight, in-person worship. We shouldn't be using that phrase anymore. It's always in-person worship, except that we had to, uh, while I was away, I know they canceled one of the Sunday services because there were 10 inches of snow. And that was a bummer. I just don't like it when we have to cancel service, but the road conditions were dangerous and icy, and we can always watch online, yes, but um, we missed a Sunday. I, I'm not I, I'm not upset that I missed the snow. Not a big fan of snow, but um, I'm, I'm kind of bummed that they had to cancel service. So we're back tonight. And then we're back this weekend, and I'm going to do a special message on what's happening in Israel right now between Israel and Hamas. Uh, and I want to address that because it happened while I was away, and all of our wonderful guest teachers, which were our staff pastors, our team here, uh, that did a phenomenal job. I just started listening to the studies yesterday. Just good, good, rich stuff, man. These guys are amazing, amazingly gifted, uh, and um, wonderfully, um, whether they taught or not, we have amazingly gifted men uh, and spouses here at the church. So um, if you weren't here uh, you should listen to the studies. I know the Lord will use them. Here's a text that came in. I have a prayer request. She's exper- uh, There's a niece that's experiencing a psychotic, psychiatric episode and lashing out violently. Lord, we just pray for this young woman who has a breakdown in her mind right now that's causing her to lash out violently at her family. God, would we pray alongside of this person for healing and protect protection for the family, healing of the mind, Lord, these mental health challenges and crises are real, and they are scary. I think of that man uh, that was in the tombs. Uh, you know, nobody wanted to be around him, and he was literally out of his mind, literally. 
And yet, Lord, you touched him, and he was in his right mind. And I just pray that this young woman would be in her right mind, not for just the sake of safety, but also for the sake of salvation, that she might come to know you personally in Jesus' name. Amen. And by the way, the scripture that the Lord gave me as I was praying, uh, it's here in Mark chapter 5, um, in, uh, it's, it says that uh, those who, verse 14, fed the swine, those who fed the swine fled and told it in the city and in the country, and then went out to see what it was that had happened. Then they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon-possessed and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And God is able, God is able to bring people into the right mind, and that's our desire. This was not the one uh, that was in chains, uh, but another person that was overcome by in the demonic realm. So whether it's a demonic oppression, whether for an unbeliever, a demonic uh, possession, or it is a broken brain. Let me you know, talk to you just a moment about mental health. And I see the calls coming in, and we're going to get to the phone lines in just a moment. Um, but mental health is real. It's not just a political statement. It's not just something feeding homelessness. It is real. And I want you to consider this. When someone has a broken bone, nobody ever questions that. And what do you mean you have a broken bone? Uh, you know, just get over it and just straighten it out. And, you know, broken bones aren't really real. Well, of course they are. And they have nascent consequences to them. And I want you to consider this. Uh, because we were all born into sin, we were all bro- born with broken brains to one degree or another. And for some, it's just more. And then if you compound that with demonic oppression and possession, you, de- you compound that with chemicals uh, that we eat or drink, you compound that with alcohol or drugs, and you can see how uh, how much our minds can be at a great loss, and just in, even medically and physiologically. And of course, I'm not speaking from a medical perspective because I'm not a medical professional, um, but the reality of how, the God, how the God describes us in the scriptures is evident and real, and we need to be fervent in prayer for those with broken minds. 303-690-3000. We're going to head out to Charleston, South Carolina. Dan, welcome to the program. Well, hello there, Pastor Ed. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome, Dan. What's up? So I've been married just pretty much almost 40 years. I've grown children and grandchildren, and I'm really troubled because it seems like my wife and my I have one living brother out of um, I used to have three that had died and my and my older brother and my son and you know I've been saved and I pray and I do everything that I can to stay close to Jesus and and the three of them together like I just can't seem to get them to accept Jesus Christ Mm. and I keep I try scripture. I try just by the way I live, and yeah. I try to say, you know, eternity's a long time, and, you know, I, I want y'all with me in heaven, and I just don't know how to break that wall. You know, it's a wall that you can't break, and I know that's discouraging to hear, but you are incapable of breaking that wall that you're feeling, uh, and it's important that you grasp that because it will minimize, it will not take away, but it will minimize some of the frustrations and fears 
that get stirred up when you see their behavior and their resistance. You know, I was reminded of the faithfulness of God when I was listening to you, even in this this very challenging uh, situation with people that you've loved very much. Paul was writing to the church in Corinth, and he said, I planted and Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. And we need to remember that God gives the increase, and you remain faithful in loving and serving them. You remain faithful in sharing what God has given to you. You know, if God has given you a scripture, or he's given you something to share, he's impressed upon you to pray for them, uh, you know, even to pray with them, uh, continue along that line without giving up hope. And I know as people are listening right now, there are two types of people listening. One, uh, there's many types, but two listening to you is one, every, there are people that have a testimony just like yours, where at the very last moment, they found that their spouse or their friend or their dad or their grandfather, they finally broke through. Uh, and it wasn't their timing, but they were so grateful and they would call with a testimony, tell them not to give up, tell them not to give up. And so I'm going to do that on their behalf. Don't give up. <laughs> and then there are other people that are right where you are right now, frustrated, fearful, concerned, and ready to throw in the tower, wanting the new techniques. And it's just not in the technique. It's in the love. And only you can love your family the way that you're loving them. And you're doing a great job. Well, thanks so much for those kind words. And if I could ask you one question that sure. that troubles me, okay, is is let's say when you get to heaven, and we're going to know each other, and there's, there's folks like let's say I I, I never or, the, or or God never kind of gets gets them to get to heaven. How do you miss your family? That's a and great you question. Know they're not there, and what takes like how can you? love them so much for however many years you're blessed with on earth, and then you get to eternal love with Jesus Christ. And, and from what I understand and have learned, you know, we know each other, and then they're missing. Like, how, how, do, how do you stay happy knowing that yeah. when you're in heaven? It's, it's an interesting thought, because there's a scripture that comes to mind uh, in Revelation chapter 21 and verse 4. It says, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Something's happening in heaven, uh, in the presence of the Father, where tears exist that are a result of sorrow and crying and pain. And it may involve the realization that people we expected to see in heaven are not there. It may, it may involve a lot of things that cause us pain now that we carry in with this final moment of God assuring us and encouraging us that there'll be a point of no return. And I, I think of something I haven't personally experienced, but I think of precious women that have given child, have been experienced with childbirth where there is a season of intense pain uh, probably the worst pain that has ever been experienced um, that culminates in the delivery of a child. And although the pain is still there, uh, the child brings such great joy that you're not thinking about the pain anymore. You're not enjoying the pain anymore. Like you're not even, it's not even there. I mean, it comes back over time, like it's still there, but you're not really thinking too. And I can't speak with experience, but I was I was there for all three of, the, of my kids being born. And, uh, and so I, I don't, I, I think that heaven is going to present to us something far greater than what we've experienced here on earth. 
And I do know this, even though we enter into heaven um, with injustices and unfairnesses and things that are just so wrong, I do know this with great assurance, that when we're in the presence of Jesus Christ, and he reveals to us, because the Bible says that we're going to know even as we're known, and there's going to be this depth of intimacy and knowledge and relationship with Jesus, that when we know what Jesus knows, we will agree with the holiness and the righteousness and the choices that God has made, and we won't have the same perspective and the same wrestling that we currently exist, that currently exists in our lives today. Well, that's just beautifully said. And if I could just um, trouble you for a prayer for my my family and, yes. and that God can give me the strength to continue on what we're doing. Yeah, Father, I pray for my brother as he, as Dan reaches out and loves his family as only he can. We pray for their salvation, Lord, his wife, his brother, his son, many people that are connected to him that he cares deeply about, Lord. Touch the frustrations and the fears that he feels and and the desires of his heart, Lord, and help him to be the kind of witness. Even as I was thinking this morning in our team meeting, you know, I just thinking you, you, you said in your word, Lord, that when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, that we will receive power and we will be witnesses. And so we lean into the dynamic dunamis power of your spirit and we walk as witnesses, not that we will be, but that we are currently right now abiding in you. And I pray this in my brother, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. Stay in touch, Dan, would you? I will. Please. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. 303-690-3000. Good to be back with everyone. We were away, yes. And you probably heard a lot of encores, yes. And the answer is going to be, so if you say anything, uh, if you share with anything, I'm just going to tell you the answer ahead of time. It was good to be away. And it's good to be back. And it was needed. Um, It's a trip and some time with Marie that we had postponed. Uh, It's been 10 years this year in May, uh, just a few months ago, that my son passed away, uh, which changed the complete trajectory of our lives. Uh, And we miss him. And uh, we wish it didn't happen, uh, but it did. And so we embrace what God has for our lives. and, And finally, here 10 years later, we were able... Uh, to do something that I committed to my wife many years ago, uh, and um, I'm grateful we're I'm grateful we went, and I'm grateful we're back. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Off to Corpus Christi, Texas. Mary, welcome to the program. Hello, thank you for having me. Thank you for calling. Just, yes, sir. I was just calling to see if you could have prayer over me and my finances. Yes. Also, my children. We've been. They've been very distant from me. I'm sorry. And I know I have uh, my grandchildren, but they just seem to be pulling away from me, my children. So they're showing my grandchildren to pull away also. Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know what to do. I've um, given my life to the church. I was reborn. I attend Trinity Worship Center in Corpus Christi. Oh, wonderful. Yes, I'm going to my Bible class tonight when I hang up. Good. And it's just, I don't know what it is that I keep having a stumble on the road with my health also. I'm sorry. And I want everyone blessed and a prayer over my 
co-brothers and sisters yes. at Trinity Worship Center, okay. especially Miss Dolores. Her sister is in Dallas in a hospital fighting like cancer, and we just want to lift her up okay. so she can get better and get out of the hospital. Okay, Mary, and I'm, I'm really sorry that um, these difficulties with your kid and grandkids are happening right now, and it, it is hard to be separate from family. Um, you know, sometimes, I, I don't know, I don't know why, I don't know why these decisions are made sometimes, but I do know this, when God begins to separate us, and when God begins to isolate us, He He's using that separation and isolation, even if it's not Him, to draw us to Him. And God is doing a work to grow, even as you have a heart, I'm so encouraged by you right now, that you have a heart to pray for your church and you have a heart to pray for Dolores uh, in Dallas, and you have a heart to pray uh, for your kids, um, and even today is your daughter's birthday, and it's a hard day to be separated, that even though you're in pain, you're stepping into your pain and making yourself available to step in on their behalf. You know, there's a word for that in the Bible. You know what it is? No, sir. It's agape love. You are demonstrating self-sacrificial agape love right now, and you may not even realize it. And so let me pray for you, okay, Mary? Thank you. Lord, I agree with my sister, and she prays for her church, Trinity Worship Center. I pray, God, for this sister in Dallas fighting for her life with cancer. I pray, God, for this family separation, even on top of health and on top of money. It seems like one thing after another has been my sister Mary's been battling. And I pray you would establish her and strengthen her and help her overcome, help her grow in grace, help her, Lord, become a stronger. I was just thinking of Paul right now. He had that thorn in the flesh, and he asked for it to be removed. And, and you answered, no, but your grace is sufficient. And so let Mary learn of your sufficient grace, that her strength, your strength is made perfect in this season of weakness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hey, Mary, I, was, I had this thought in my prayer that I want to share with you. Can I share it? Yes, sir. You know, here in Colorado, winter's coming, and we've already had our first big snow. And it reminded me, I grew up in Southern California, and I didn't really experience seasons. You know, it was sunny and warm and sunny, and then it was rainy. But it was sunny most of the time. But when I moved to Colorado, uh, there are four seasons, you know, four distinct seasons. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Corpus Christi is hot and sweaty all the time, right? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> and so sometimes it's less, but it's very hot there. Well, here in Colorado, the seasons come, and there's four of them. And they come and they last for a while, but sometimes winter feels like it's going to last forever. And officially, winter hasn't even started yet, and it's already snowing. And it just feels like that winter season where everything goes dormant and cold and it's challenging, and we got to shovel, and we got to be careful when we're driving, and on and on. It seems like to last forever, but it's not going to last forever, Mary, and neither is this trial. It's not going to last forever, and I just believe God wants you to hear that. It will not last forever, okay? You hold on to that promise, and you go to Bible study tonight. I will. Thank you. Stay in touch, Mary. I will. I'll call you next time. Thank you so much, and God bless you all. Bye-bye. Thank you for praying over me. Bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. And I shout out to my friend, Pastor Rod Carver, uh, in Corpus Christi. 
uh, where we are on the air on Higher Rock Radio. Um, Radio my, by Grace might be in that town too. I don't have all the cities here, but um, I'm, I'm sorry. Corpus Christi is Living Water Radio. Sorry about that, Rod. Uh, but I want to give a shout out to Rod. Rod was just here um, uh, at our Refresh Conference. So I got to see him, got to see his grandbaby who happens to live now in Colorado Springs. Uh, so I just want to say hi to you. Uh, and our friends in Corpus Christi. And we have Jason and Cassandra. Uh, I forget what city they're in, but they're not in Corpus anymore. But they're close. Um, They're close to Corpus. And we miss them. Miss you guys. 303-690-3000. We're going to head back to Colorado now. Uh, Cameron in Loveland. Uh, Welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Jeff. Can you hear me okay? I can, yes. Awesome. Thanks for taking the call. You're welcome. Um, So, yeah, I'm based in Colorado, and... So I, I was just driving, and I felt really compelled to call in. Yes, um, thank you. I'm in a really hard season in my life right now where I'm just feeling I've lost a, a lot of faith. I'm, I'm 32, and I'm losing my job at the end of the year. Okay. Um, and I've, on, on, in addition to that, I've just gone through kind of a failed relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and both my parents were in a really bad accident recently, so... I'm just feeling very isolated and a little bit lost in this season of life right now, and uh, just felt really compelled to call in in regards to prayer and guidance and direction um, from you and um, just from God. Well, let me say that these seasons come, um, like I was sharing with the sister before, you know, that I like to view them as a season um, because um, it's important that we realize that we are um, trusting the Lord in the good times and in the bad times, uh, in the times of, you know, where everything just seems to, to go well, which is easy. It's easy to praise God in the times that are going well, and it's more challenging in these times. But God is going to get you through this. Uh, even if you don't feel like it right now, day by day, you're going to experience the strength of God. He has a new job waiting for you. He has a new relationship waiting for you. And the challenge is just going to be the timing. You know, we we get impatient with the Lord sometimes. We get impatient with the work that he's doing in our lives. But that's one of the reasons why I believe God describes himself in the Bible as a potter. Because good pottery doesn't come overnight. It doesn't happen. Like, it doesn't happen immediately. You know, it does. It, it takes time and it takes skill. Uh, I think of some of the ways that God describes Himself, not only as a potter fashioning the clay, um, but also as um, as a father who's taking care of his kids and discipling yeah. us and growing us up. And and it's all part of. And I know it doesn't feel that way right now, but I know the Lord's going to strengthen you, and you're going to get through this. Um, and I'm grateful that you obeyed God in calling because He's going to honor that too. Well, I, re- I really appreciate that, and yeah, it's just been it's been a tough few years, and I, I just feel like I've been in this isolated, lonely point for a very long time, and I'm just kind of wondering, you know, where the where the light is at the end of the tunnel. Um, so I appreciate it. Thank you. Are you in a church family? Um, not necessarily right now. I don't have a church that I'm going to. I've gone to different uh, locations in Colorado, but I don't have a, um, a particular one right now. Can I share something difficult with you? Are you ready to hear it? Yeah, definitely. 
your disconnection from the family of God is making all of these things worse. They're amplify. It's amplifying because you are isolated. You are out on your own. Um, one pastor many years ago, I picked up this illustration and kept it. He described it like, and we don't really. I don't know if people use charcoal anymore like they used to, but with barbecues, you'd pack, you'd stack up these briquettes of charcoal mm-hmm. um, to to light the barbecue. Are you familiar with that? You know, when they're all together and and you're fanning the flame, they burn bright together and they stay hot together and they stay strong together. But when you take one away and put it all by itself, it burns out very quickly. And that's where you are in this. Now, I hear the music. I wasn't paying attention to the time. I'm a little rusty on this. I'm going to put you on hold and I'm going to take you after the break. Okay, I'm going to finish my thought. Can you stick around? All right, stick around. We'll be right back. This is Calvary Live. Pastor Ed Taylor, I'm back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back everyone to the second half of today's program. I want to finish up my phone call and I'll give some introductory remarks, but I want to pick up uh, where I left off last time, which was Cameron here in Loveland. Cameron, you still with us? I'm still here. Yep. Good, good, good. So, you know, talking about some of the difficulties that you're facing, um, they they are hard, um, but we can make things harder. And we're using that illustration of briquettes. And I want to invite you back into fellowship so you can be, you know, sometimes being in fellowship is so helpful because even if I don't want to be in worship or I've got a bummed out day, when I'm around other believers, um, God just blesses that and reminds me of his faithfulness and reminds me of his goodness. And and I need that. And you need that right now. Um, it's it's There's some of the things you're experiencing right now that you can't control, but there are some things that you can control. And being in fellowship in a healthy church, um, you know, there's great churches up in Longmont, uh, Whitefields Community Church is up there. There's a great church, Calvary Loveland, Calvary Chapel in Loveland. If you come down to Westminster, there's a great church, Calvary Westminster, you know, part of our family of churches. And um, I recommend any of those to be a place where you can just sit in the back, just rest, um, seek the Lord in a very new, fresh way because you have new, fresh trials. And and I, I especially, I, I, I really sense that the greatest pain you're feeling is the rejection in this broken relationship. And I just believe the yeah, Lord wants you to know that you're, you're, you're not rejected, that your relationship that just broke up uh, is, is hard, and it's painful for sure, but it doesn't define who you are. Um, and I, I just want you to know that. I really appreciate that, and I just want you to know that you know, some of the best days that I've had have been getting off of work and driving in the car and listening oh, to Calvary so Live. I feel like that's made a, a huge difference in my day, even if it's just 10 to 15 minutes, um, you know, hearing the prayers, hearing the talk of the Bible, it all has made a difference for me. So Good. I just really appreciate what you do, and thank you, Pastor Jeff. And I, I, wrote, a, I wrote a book, uh, a little mini book that I, that I want to send to you. Um, yeah. It's called You Will Make It Through. I think I titled it You Will Make It Through. And I wrote it in a season of our church that just needed to hear that. Uh, and I'd love to send it to you. So would you would you mind if I send it to you? 
Oh, I'd love that. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll put you on hold after I pray for you, and the producer will get you info, and I'll have my assistant send it out to you. That sounds amazing. Thank you. Lord, I pray for my brother here who's just being hit with blow after blow after blow. Um, I pray you would comfort him. Your word says you're the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation. And, and so I pray that over his life right now. I pray that, God, as he turns his hearts toward you, even as he's listening to the radio, God, you're ministering to him, you're encouraging him. And I pray, God, that he would land in a fellowship family, even if for a season, just sitting by himself, worshiping you with other believers, being reminded that he's not alone. I pray into his life, Lord, that he would have a heart and a desire to continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayer. And I know in this early time, God, just being together, it'll be for him, but eventually he will be there for others. That's the work you're going to do in his life. So encourage him and strengthen him, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. Okay, I'm going to put you on hold, and uh, they'll get your info. Appreciate that. Thank you so much. You're welcome. 303-690-3000 is the number. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado, uh, where Grace FM originates and where Calvary Live is broadcast to you live from the studios here. If you're listening on Grace FM or Radio by Grace, you're listening live. Unless at at the beginning there was a note that said Encore, this is a live broadcast, and I know for the last few weeks, no, yeah, for the last few weeks, you've heard a lot of encores. That's because I took an extended time off uh, that uh, was necessary and needed um, because I made a commitment to my wife to do it, uh, and I'm going to keep my commitment to my wife. Any church is going to want a pastor that loves his wife uh, and serves his wife, and I know that your church here at Calvary is filled with pastors that love their wives uh, and wives that serve here. Uh, and work on our team here that love their husbands. Uh, And so I got away with Marie for a time of refreshment and encouragement, uh, something that we've had to put off for about 10 years um, because of the sudden death of our son, uh, put put through our life into disarray uh, for quite some time. And and then when we picked up the thought again, we're just like, no, I can't, and this schedule thing, and this thing over here. And, And finally this year, when Marie started talking about it, I said, let's just do it. Just do it, and we'll schedule our life around it. And, and we were able to do that. And so here's my answer. When, um, when you share with me, it's good to have you back. I'm going to say this, something like this. It was good to be away, and it's good to be back. 303-690-3000. And by the way, uh, Grace FM and Radio by Grace is live. Hope FM, Truth FM, Higher Rock Radio, and Living Water Radio. You guys are listening to this one week delayed. That's because the technology isn't in place right now to deliver it live. Uh, so you're hearing it one week delayed. And all that means is when you hear the show, you can dial the number. It works still. You'll talk to a live host. Some people will hear it live. You'll be able to tune in next week at this time and hear yourself on the radio. 303-690-3000. Let's see where we are here. We are, let me scroll through here, in Alabama. Kim, welcome to the program. Hi. Hi. Good to be here. Good to have you. What can we do for you? Um, 
I'm calling from Alabama. Normally, my son Max calls. Okay, he's talked to you a couple of times. Oh, what an honor! He talked me into it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, great. Good job, Max. I'm glad you're back. That's good I'm to be back. Say that again. I'm glad you had a break. Yes, me too. It was needed. <laughs> um, I have a question. Okay. In Luke, um, the last chapter, 35 through 37, where um, 37 talks about where the body is, the eagles would be gathered, gathered together. Yes. And I thought I knew what it meant, and then I kind of, I think I was confusing myself, like, wait a minute. And I looked up online a few other people's opinions about what that means. Yes. Does it mean the body, as in the body of Christ, our body? And then on the other two, um, 35 and 36, where they talk about one being taken and the other left, can you expound on that? Because I'm seeing some people online saying it's the Christian that's left. And I'm like, why are they getting that? (laughs) Well, when you look at Luke seventeen thirty seven, the Bible says, and he answered to them, they, they answered and said to him, where, Lord? And he said to them, wherever the body is, there the eagles will be gathered together. It's one of those enigmatic statements, like it's a real puzzling statement, but the disciples really wanted to know where judgment would take place. And instead of telling them exactly geographically where it would be, Jesus gave them something to look for. And he talked about the presence of corruption that would be in the world would signal the coming of the one to clean it up. And just like a dead body outdoors, a physical dead body uh, would indicate if it stayed outdoors and it started to rot, that vultures would come. He's using it as an illustration, like kind of like a mini parable um, that would say, you need to start looking when there's corruption and people taking advantage of it. And as uh, it's his way of saying what P- Holy Spirit would say through Paul later on, that in the last days, evil times would arise. You know, evil would arise. Well, Jesus is saying the same thing in Luke 17. He's not talking about the body of Christ. He's talk- He's using a physical body as an illustration or a parable of to look for corruption. That'll be a okay. sign of the end. He's not. They wanted to know where, and he said, I don't want you to focus on that. I want you focused on the reality of the world at which you live in. And that's very appropriate for us, isn't it? Because if we knew exactly how things would, would pan out, we'd be there, and we'd focus on that. <laughs> we'd be planning for right. it. But Jesus says, no, that's not what I want you focused on. I want you to pay attention to the people around you. I want you to understand the days in which you live. I want you to be like the sons of Issachar. And I want you to understand the times and the seasons, and and then you'll be more uh, useful as salt and light in a very corrupt world. I believe that's what Jesus was teaching us in that section. Right. And what was your uh, other one? You, um, well, really, that was it. I, I mean, they all tie together, 35, 36, and 37. I just, <clears throat> I don't know why, it just that, that one night I was reading it, I was a little bit confused, but that makes sense what you're saying. Yes. Um, And, you know, 35 and 30, uh, the two women grinding together, the one be taken. Some pastors look at this and let it refer to the rapture. Uh, And I can understand that, but although it gives a ratio of 50%, if you took it literally that way, um, and the the ratio of believers on the earth today are not 50%, but the context is judgment. 
The whole thing right. is judgment. This is this is Jesus. Uh, he says, and it starts in verse thirty-two, talking about remember Lot's wife, remember what right. she experienced. Don't don't look to save your life during this time. Uh, I don't believe he's talking about whether the church will be here in this section or not during that time. Right. I believe he's addressing the people that will be there during that time, um, and the the judgment will be coming now. I can't understand if it's euphemistically talking about the reality of people that some will not experience this. That could be a veiled reference to the rapture. I can accept that. Um, but right. he's really just, hey, look, it's going to be catastrophic. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be like nothing you've ever experienced. This is what I want you to be ready for. Don't be so concerned about exactly where it will be, but rather be concerned about the atmosphere of the world at the time because it'll enable you to be a salt and light on the earth. Yeah, that that clears it up for me. I, when I was in my 20s, I have heard it taught that way, though, used for the rapture. But when I read it more recently, I'm like, that doesn't seem like the rapture to me, the yeah. way I read about it or, or have studied about it, because um, it... it to me, it sounds more like a judgment, not yeah. the, the other teaching. But now I don't feel so silly for having that question. It just I don't know. It just stood out to me the other night, and um, Max said, "Well, call Pastor Ed." <laughs> well, Max was very wise, so tell him thank you. He's here. Oh, thanks, Max. <laughs> His questions are usually on prophecy. So oh, good. He loves it. Yeah, we're living in we're living in interesting times. I I'm, 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 I after I left, the whole world fell apart. Um and so I'll be addressing Israel and Hamas this weekend. Okay. Well, um I would like to request prayer, okay. but a general prayer for the law. And I personally I know that I don't pray enough for the law. Okay. In the world and it's something I'm trying to improve my prayer life. Okay. If you could do that with us, then maybe it would help me, you know, kind of know how to pray okay. better for those that are lost in the world. Father, I I pray with my sister Kim that that desire to see men and women come to a saving faith in you. I know a lot of seeds have been planted. I know a lot has been watered, but God, we want to see the increase. We want the elect revealed that we could see with our own eyes. We want to see, God, the the fruit of uh, the labors. I remember what you said in your word, God. You said uh, that the harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. And and yet, Lord, we are those laborers, and we want to see fruit from the from from the seeds that we've been planted and that have been planted. And and even as we pray in a broad stroke, we also pray in narrow strokes. Uh, salvation, our desire for salvation, have faces and names like Sal and Juan and and Tony. Um, I, I pray God uh, for their wives and their children. It, it's not just a broad stroke, God, but it's also a narrow stroke. I pray, God, for those that will be at service tonight, listening online, those that are listening to the radio right now. They're, they're listening to the radio because it's a place where they can they can hear uh, and and have this instruction, but God, they, they don't need to tell anybody about it, but they're wrestling right now with their own eternal, eternal um, you know, destination. They're wrestling with the issues in their life, and I pray for them as well. And so, God, enhance my sister's prayer life, enlarge her heart for the lost, and then enlist her, God, enlist her in the work of the ministry that you might use her in a very specific way with the people that she encounters, that they're not just uh, unnamed faces, 
but they are people that are right in front of her. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. All right. I wanted to tell you, we've been listening to you for about a year and a half. Yes. Because I DoorDash, and we ride around huh. in the car, and we listen to a lot of teaching. And just want to tell you real quick that COVID tried to take me out two years ago, and oh, I'm wow. partially disabled. So this was the only job I could do. Yes. And my son, Max, helps me. I wanted to give kudos for Max. And praise report because God brought me out of the ICU. That's fantastic. We praise. (laughs) Not a lot of people got out of the ICU. That's a big statement. It is. It is. It was him. It was all the Lord. And and we are grateful he did. So live out your life as a glory to God. I am now. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. bless you. 303-690-3000 is the number from Alabama to Georgia. We're going to head over to Columbus. Penny, welcome to the program. Hey, how are you? Good, Penny. How are you? I'm struggling. I'm calling for prayer. I'm sorry. What's going on? Um, I'm I'm just having a really hard time um, struggling with, I guess, my my new identity in Christ. Hmm. I went, to, you know, I was one that grew up in church and was raised, you know, and I thought that I guess by, you know, going to church and doing good deeds or whatever, that, you know, that's what saves you. But, you know, I've recently, you know, God has been um, uprooting a lot of things out of my life, and he's been showing me the evil that's in me, mm. you know, and has been correcting, you know, and pointing you know, you know, things that I need to do. Yeah. Um, and we're to be a light and we're to help others that, you know, I'm having, I'm really struggling with, you know, I, I know that I'm God and, you know, he's mine. But I really struggle um, with knowing that I'm loved by him and I guess accepting that. I know that I am, but I'm having a hard time accepting that. Mm-hmm. Um, that I'm that I'm loved. What is the barrier that's holding you back from accepting and receiving that love? I don't know. I mean, I mean, I I feel like I I don't know if it's because in my mind I'm still thinking that I have to earn it. Mm. You know. I'm, I feel like, you know, I'm just trying, it's like I hear you on the radio and I hear, you know, friends and different people and, you know, they have this this joy and this, mm. you know, this certainty, you know, and I want that so bad, but I, I feel like I'm struggling to, to find that. Well, and, let, me, um, let me pull, that's, I'm glad that you shared that and I'm glad that you shared it the way you did uh, because let me pull the curtains off my life a little bit here. Um, compared to what you may hear on the radio or come to conclusions on the radio and what reality is. Um, I have a normal life like you do. Um, Mm -hmm. I tend to be a little emotional in how I face Mm -hmm. the world. I'm a little nostalgic. One of the biggest barriers in my life as a new believer was accepting the love of God because, you know, I came to faith a little bit later in life. I was a rotten, absolutely rotten person, just hurt so many people damaged so many lives, and it was hard for me to accept and to even believe. Um, so you're, right. a little, you're a little bit farther than me back then where uh, to even believe that God could love someone. Like I, I thought really it was all fake. I thought, man, if people knew who I really was, then they wouldn't, they'd give me a different message. 
Um, they would share something that was different because there was I was outside of the group that could be loved. And and of course, I learned differently. I was born again. God not only loved me, but he planted his love inside of me, just like you. He not only loves you, but he planted his love inside of you. So you get you and I get to be loved from the inside. But then life is life. And I have bad days. I have, you know, I have memories where the enemy will bring something up or uh, I'll make sinful mistakes or I'll not do my devos in the morning and have a bad day. I mean, who knows what what a day might bring. I mean, even after, you know, something dramatic um, really happened painfully to me that after my son passed away, you know, I was hit with deep, deep depression. And, you know, not just the regular kind of depression, but but deep stuff where I was doubting God's love. I'm just like how I was questioning, you know, some people could stand up and go, you know, I never questioned God, but I can't. I did question God. Um, I, I, I don't know that I was really mad at God, but I certainly was mad that my son died. Um, I was certainly mad that he allowed all kinds of difficulties to happen surrounding my son being in a coma and all. Like, I just want you to know, and this would be true for any of the pastors I know on the radio, that we have a life like yours. It's very right. similar. Our struggles might be different. Our battles might be different. But we're in this together. And Peter wanted to, us to know that. You know, when he was writing his letter, he was reminded to, he was reminding the listeners uh, <clears throat> that were going through difficulty that we were going through this together. Um, I think of the writer to the Hebrews when he was writing about the Hall of Faith. He was talking about how all of those believers before us, they had victory through faith, even as you and I are going to experience victory. And so I want to take that away from the enemy to use it against you, where you might be listening to me and I'm, you know, I'm teaching and people are laughing and, and uh, it's great because I want, I want the, I want us to be filled with joy. And in the moment we were, we were laughing at some goofy joke or God gave us something and, and, but just remember this, it was a moment of time. It was a moment uh, we were gathered together as a church service for an hour and a half. And and yeah, there might be five people over here, you know, maybe let's say 500 people laughing, but 100 people crying. Uh, or there might, you know, we just had a special, uh, I had a guest, one of our pastors taught this last weekend, and uh, and Pastor Josh had shared on the topic of prodigal sons. And the feedback that I received is that many people in the room stood to have prayer uh, for their prodigal kids or their prodigal parents. And so I, I, I just planting seeds in you, the Holy Spirit's going to use in your Thank life you. that, that we're you. with you. Um, Thank we're, you. But, but we're also embracing the moment. That's something I learned because my son's not coming back. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, he, he's staying in heaven and I'm going to meet him one day. But I do yeah. know this, I'm going to embrace the moments when I can. I'm going to rejoice with those who rejoice. And like you, I'm going to weep alongside of you and I'm, I'm going to feel your pain and take you to the throne room of grace where I know we can find help. And the Lord's going to strengthen you, sister. He's going to help you. And and you, by faith, by the faith that you have, as you change your mind, like you did through this phone call, God mm-hmm. is going to change your heart. And you know, you can follow him even if you don't feel it. And you can follow him even if you're... 
Say that, that again. I have also, as far as you know, where to be light. Whenever you know, I feel like I'm struggling, and I, you know, I feel like almost hypocritical. You know, to be like, I'm, it's so hard to most days get out, out of bed. Some days or yeah. put a smile on my face because I feel yes. like I'm struggling so much. So you know, I feel like I'm kind of being like a hypocrite. You know what I mean? Well, let's talk about that for a second because I think it's good for everyone to hear this. That the feel, you know, when you when you hear the word feeling a lot, we have it's to remember it. this. I want you to remember this. Your feelings are real. So when you feel like a hypocrite or you feel like a failure, those are real. But I want you you got to remember this. Even write mm-hmm. it down so you could take it out. Your feelings are real, but they don't mm-hmm. always tell you the truth. Okay. And so I want you to think about this. If you had a bad day waking up and you finally dragged out of bed and you're all bummed out, but then you reached out to someone to encourage them, did you mean to encourage them? Yeah. Then you're not a hypocrite. Okay. You're a struggling, mm-hmm. wrestling sister that felt prompted by the Holy Spirit to reach out. And when you reached out for a moment's time, it, you felt good. Even though the enemy came and said, oh, you hypocrite, look at you, you're horrible. Well, just resist the devil and he will flee from you. And I just did a a couple Bible studies on spiritual warfare and attacking of the mind and emotions. Did you hear them? They were good. You did go back and listen to them. Yes. It's so real. That's my life. But that's our life, isn't it? It's not just my life. That's our life. And. And I, I'm sorry you're here, but you're not going to be here forever. Just like the brother right. earlier, God's going to get you through this. You're going to move forward. But sometimes we even have, you know, we have these expectations that the way it's going to be when we're healed is this. But we just got to right. get let go of our expectations and obey the Lord, and He'll be faithful to be with us. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, Father, I pray for my sister um, in the battle that she's in, and. And just some of the feelings that she's having, Lord, we know what we what we can do. We what do we we can't control our feelings, but God, we can trust in you. We can look to you. We can hold fast to you, and and that's our desire. Our desire is to hold fast to you, to cling to you, and Lord, to be in a place where you have your way uh, in our lives. And so I pray for my sister. I pray you would strengthen her, overwhelm her with a sense of your presence and the joy that comes from knowing you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Hey, I, I'm going to, can I put you on hold? I want to send you a book. Okay. Thank and you. Uh, I'll have Tanya put a couple books in. You know, I, I'm just thinking of the book I wrote after my son passed away would be very helpful to you. It's not about grief. It's about learning uh, victory, like all the ways that God came through in people's lives. It's so good. Okay, I thank you. I appreciate and, that. And then you led with your identity, and in my newest book on being free from your past, I spent mm-hmm. a whole chapter talking about your identity in Christ. It's so good. I think the Lord will use it in your life. And then you can call me back and tell me if God did use it or not. Okay, thank you. Okay, I'll put you on hold, and we'll get your info, okay? Okay, thank you. All right. 303 690 is the number for tomorrow. 
we are running out of time for today's program, and I just have some end remarks. So I'm sorry uh, that I'm not going to be able to get to you, Monique or Stephen. Please call me tomorrow. Uh, Lord willing, I'll be back on the air with you tomorrow. Uh, But it is good to be back. We're going to be in Bible study tonight here at Calvary. So if you're in the area, you should be here. We'd love to have you here. We're picking up in Genesis 43. And there's a strong word. I was reviewing the notes today. There's a strong word in it. Uh, So I definitely want to deliver that. Uh, But following Joseph's life, it's so good. Um, What God has shown himself faithful, and we can learn it through Joseph's life and have a testimony ourselves. And so tonight, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, if you can't be with us, go to calvaryco.church, or the best way, you should download our app. Uh, have it on your phone, turn on notifications, or your iPad. Uh, get in the Android store, get in the app store of the Apple uh, devices. Just put my name in the search bar, Ed Taylor, and the app will pop up. Download it, turn on notifications. Uh, you can watch live there in all of our stuff. Almost every single study we've ever had. Uh, is posted there. Some didn't make it through the tape translation, uh, but almost every study's there. And we stay in touch. I send an uh, encouraging uh, note every morning. So 8 a.m. Mountain Time, you get a note encouraging. And yes, I do uh, uh, write those or type those. Somebody else puts them in for me, uh, schedules them, but I do type them out. Uh, and uh, they're from me to encourage you in the morning, because I'm encouraged in the morning. And at any rate, it's good to be back. I was away for an extended time. Um, fantastic time away. Uh, it was good to be away, but it's good to be back. And we'll see many of you tonight. And then we'll be here this weekend. I'm going to talk about Israel and Hamas, uh, as I didn't get a chance to do that when the war broke out. And uh, I look forward to sharing hope in Jesus uh, in the tumultuous world that we live in. God bless you guys. We'll see you tonight. Um, so good uh, to have the privilege of serving you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.